welcome to the show, man. It's it's good to to talk to you in person. I'm sorry that the first one of us you actually met in person was Rob. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is that that the, the, I, I met him in person after meeting him in person, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> was he already drunk? Uh, is that what happened? Uh, I, it may have been. I, I smelled a little bit on his breath, but it's okay. No judgment. <laughs> See, what, what, that's part of the problem. Is like, why is he always getting that close to people, Rob? We got to talk about all I'm of your. Hunter, you know, you know what the funny thing is. I I went up to him, I went up to him and gave him a big hug, like I was about to sell him some insurance. But um, <laughs> it, it was it was it was a good night, man. It was it was a fun night. Yeah, it was. So, well, uh, this is. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. I was gonna say, look, look let's see what had happened was <laughs> at the previous show. At the previous show, I thought I met him because I met uh, uh, Pete Martin. Pete Martin and, and D look a lot alike. They're very similar looking. And so I was like, yeah, me and D and C was hanging out. And he texted me. He's like, hey, can you can you DM me? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, hey, uh, you said you met me. <laughs> was I there? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, this was, a, this was a great time. And I'm so happy to have gotten to met him last night. And uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be seeing a lot of each other here in the future because uh, – because Mission Pro is going nowhere, man. It's it's. I mean, it's going everywhere. It's not going away. Yeah, and you owe me a ribeye steak. We already spoke about that. Yep. <laughs> Rob, That's a deal. Rob out here making promises. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you if for those of you who don't know, you know, for everybody who's watching us live right now, this is D uh, Vargas from DNC Digital. Uh, he has uh, interviewed so many people. He has his own uh, YouTube channel, and uh, he's been uh, gracious enough to join us tonight because we're going to cover Mission Pro Wrestling uh, Tournament Out of Hell. We're going to be talking about that here in just a minute, but uh, we wanted to invite somebody else on to just discuss it. He and Rob were both there in person. Will and I watched it live. But, uh, Dee, go ahead and plug just right up top here. Like, where, where is your YouTube and everything? If people uh, can yeah, find you, you can find me at DNC Digital right there on the bottom of my screen, if that's being shown. Um, I, uh, I usually, I, I used to go to Comic Cons and interview all their guests. Uh, now with COVID, you know, knocking us all out, I have now uh, resorted to doing a podcast type thing. It's only audio interviews on my YouTube channel, um, sponsoring. Mission Pro Wrestling, a lot of the content recently has been heavy on the wrestling, but I do like to interview a lot of people from different fields. I just released my episode with uh, Ryan Niemeller, who, if you guys don't remember, he was the comedian on America's Got Talent that had the disability with the arms. And um, I have a, I don't like to be the kind of guy to say the stay tuned type of deal, but I do, I do have some exciting episodes coming up. And I would only hope that everybody watching would uh, partake and subscribe into the channel. Yeah, absolutely. You guys check him out. He does some great stuff. He just recently had Thunder Rosa on there, and uh, so that's good stuff. Uh, we're both uh, proud sponsors of Mission Pro Wrestling, and that's why he's here. I see you guys in the chat talking about AEW Full Gear. We're going to get into that later on in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about now, if you guys are into it, we'll just jump in and talk about Mission Pro Wrestling uh, Tournament Out of Hell, which took place on Saturday if you guys haven't seen it already, you can catch it right now. You can go check it out on the Title Match Network, and it's well worth your time. Uh, these ladies put on a hell of a show every single time they've gone on. We've now seen Hell Hath No Fury, and Tournament Out of Hell was the follow-up to that. There's going to be a whole other show coming up in December, I think December 11th, uh, called Run It Back. Yes. Um, 
Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, so to, to start things off, I will say Rob always says, even after the election, the Republic will survive. But I was worried about the state of our show because the first round of this tournament was originally going to be Rachel Rose versus Maddie Rinkowski. And we were all torn about who was going to win that match. And then uh, thank you to whoever booked Mission Pro Wrestling's tournament out of hell because you switched that match up on us. I think due to COVID and who knows what else, a lot of things changed on the lead up to this show. And uh, so we didn't, we didn't act exactly get that match. Uh, well, they, they screwed us out of that match. Honestly, you guys, you guys get, didn't give us Maddie versus Rachel at all, uh, which keeps us together and keeps us from having a fight. So I guess I, I won't complain too much about it, but anyway, uh, we did do our picks well though, because both those ladies did do really good in the tournament. Um, I guess we'll jump in and we'll just start off uh, talking about it here. But uh, guys, tell us a little bit uh, before we get into the actual show. I am curious, like how, how was the atmosphere there? Was everybody excited being there? I like the look on the, the show with the, the carnival in the background and that whole thing. That was I w- almost wish it would do that every single time. Man, uh, uh, Pinball's Kingdom is one of the best coolest venues and you go in there and and it, it, it was neat last time for sure but last but la- friday night was just very it was just magical it was charming you had the carnival in the back um no i mean i walked in and i i was talking to to, to brian rosa about the tournament and the um you know the the brackets being reconfigured but ultimately you know i thought it worked out well because if you think about it if maddie and rachel rose had wrestled in the first round we'd only got to see them once one of them once, but we got to see him twice. And so I was so pleased. And now don't, don't get me wrong. This match is going to happen at some point. Yeah, It's coming. Yeah. Rachel Rose, Maddie Rinkowski is going to happen. It's inevitable, but I'm glad we didn't see it la- uh, on Friday because we have to see four great matches, two with Rachel, two with Maddie and, and, and Vargas tell them, man, I mean, the, the atmosphere is, uh, is unparalleled. It's, it's crazy. Uh, there were there were so many layers to it. Uh, personally, uh, being a part of Mission Pro Wrestling as a sponsor, it, it was cool with me because my 11 year old daughter, you know, the, she's looking at these ladies that I'm interviewing and looking through their social media with me while I'm doing research and stuff, and I just see it in her eyes. Like I'm glad that she has all these strong badass women to look up to because Nicki Minaj and fucking Cardi B aren't doing it right now for me. So um, I got right. I got that right. going. And and it was it's the return to the live wrestling for me. Um, the atmosphere was, you know, my girlfriend was there, and you know, not to sound cliche, but she said she did feel empowered as a woman because she's like, it's it's not to be sexist, but I didn't even miss the guys. I didn't even realize that guys weren't in the show because the women were constructing such an amazing show. Props to Robin Reed, who's the booker, because. With all the adjustments and switching and mix and matching, it it felt like nothing even happened. It felt like everything was going the way it was supposed to go. When it comes to Maddie Rinkowski and Rachel Rose, those two young ladies, with the inclusion of Vert Vixen, in my opinion, are the future of wrestling as far as women are. Because those ladies, are they're nuts. And I had the pleasure of getting to know them the past couple months, but it's the first time I see them live. And I became a huge fan of all three of those ladies. And um, it wasn't a predictable bracket because even if they were separated, I'm like, oh, so they're going to end up in the finals. But then now we got 
Lacey Ryan and Rosa Negra, who is insane. She is a firecracker pit bull heel with the best facial expressions in in so long. Um, Lacey Ryan is a badass who uh, killed it with the baby face fire. Um, every match, man, every match was so good. It, it just it felt really cool to be a part of that. And I'm excited. I'm just excited for the future because there's there's no stopping this ship. You got to no matter what waves come in, like this ship is going to keep going and going. And going. I, uh, I I I sent Rosa a message uh, Saturday morning, and I was like, "Man, I was like, I just got to tell you this. I was like, I it, it's not often, it's not every day that I that I wake up excited about a show I had just seen the previous day. Like I woke up excited about." show this was a show where every match was phenomenal from every match to thunder rosa and 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 Rayleigh. i mean it was just an, a, an incredible show man so uh robin reed thunder rosa all the women involved at mission pro should take a very well deserved out and, and we've been saying this they've been saying this for a long time one of the cool things about mission pro is it's like the things that rubs me about AEW and, and uh, WWE is always about how what the quality of the women's division is. And that's not even at issue here because it's not about – it's just wrestling. It's just wrestling. And it just so happens that they're all women and they're the best in the world. So you take that whole what's the nature of the women's division. They, they are better than most divisions of any gender out there. I mean, it was such a good show from top to bottom. I think that's the big thing that I took away when we watched Hell Hath No Fury – uh, was that, you know, all, all this talk about like uh, the AEW women's division needs this or the WWE women's division is doing this. And like, you start to feel like or, or, there's just not enough women wrestlers or like, what's the deal? Like AEW was like scrounging up talent or like, they, it seemed like they were supposed to be trying to find somebody anywhere, just a needle in a haystack out there. And then I see this show or hell hath no fury. And I was just like, have you guys watched mission pro? Like, cause <laughs> Women's wrestling is as strong as it's ever been, and much less to exactly what uh, Rob and Dee are saying. It's like you watch it, and it's like it's not even about women's wrestling. It's just it's a good wrestling show. Like it's just a fun show altogether. You, you don't even think about that aspect of it. So every single one of these women, you could see becoming a huge star in the wrestling business, and that's what's really cool about it. What what Robin Reed and Thunder Rosa and Brian. And uh, and even like jazz be agenting in the back and stuff like what these what these ladies are putting together is is unstoppable. It is a beautiful if, thing if, to see. If I may, if I may add to that point, and Rob can attest to this, there was just so much appreciation coming from the crowd. There were matches that got standing ovations at the end. It, you know, the, the all these ladies are very beautiful, very attractive, but it just. It wasn't about that. I feel like when you're looking at AEW and WWE, you're, you know, you become fan of the, what they look like, you know, and and then comes in the talent, like oh she's pretty, oh and she can wrestle too. But it, I I just feel like with Mission Pro Wrestling, you know, it's not about these ladies and their bodies. It's about these ladies and their their unbelievable talent. Because I'm not saying it just because we're involved with it, but this really was an amazing show. And full disclosure, afterwards, you know, when my when my girlfriend gave me her like feelings about it, you know, she did get misty eyed because she's like, 
like we all sold the tickets. Like it was just women who sold the tickets. It was the support. It was the the unbelievable momentum that Thunder Rosa has, and she sets the table. She wants everybody to eat. She wants to create opportunities for so many women, and and it's just so cool. Uh, that that atmosphere was just insane. It was so supportive, and they were there for the wrestling, and it was just amazing wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll echo the sentiments too about the booking. I, I loved, you know, when everything kind of got shaken up, we were a little bit worried, I guess, but that was just kind of our nature, I guess, when it comes to wrestling and things change. But as soon as it got kicked off, I, I was like, you D I was like, man, this is completely unpredictable now. Like, I, like I was, I was invested because I wanted to see what was going to happen. Not that it was super predictable before, but I, I mean, again, just a testament to the booking and these ladies, not just the ladies in the ring, but the ladies behind the scenes really, really know what they're doing at a high level. And uh, it was just a great show top to bottom. Um, well, let's jump into it. Let's talk about the actual show itself. Uh, the commentators on the show are Brittany, Nicole and Holiday. If you haven't seen this thing on Title Match Network, uh, I recommend watching it. Brittany and uh, Holiday are, are getting in their groove too, with their friendship. You could tell they just like two distinct personalities, but they're, they're starting to come together as, as a commentary team. I, I like hearing them and, and things catching on there that, uh, you know, you guys being there live might've missed out on, but like just the discussion that was happening on social media about like, uh, uh, titty city, Hashtag Titty City I, I did not expect you to tweet that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they were encouraging that. And, uh, and Holiday's been promoting uh, Chop Night and all of that stuff, so they keep a steady count of all the chops that happen during the show. So there's there's a lot of fun interactivity that happens on the show. Uh, the first match we got was Maddie Rinkowski versus Jenna Lynn, and uh, I, I, I like both these ladies. Jenna Lynn like comes in like so excitable, and she just seems like so. I, I don't want to say cute because I feel like that discounts her, but there's like something about her that's just like she's she's a little smaller than the rest of the people, and uh, but she's just got so much fire behind her with her kung fu or karate, and uh, of course, uh, you know, unfortunately for her, she's up against uh, one of my favorites, Maddie Rinkowski. So, uh, you know, who I'm I'm, I'm pulling for at first. Uh, they start off with a bow, then it's all Maddie takes a second to get used to how quick. Jenna is moving around with the martial arts and everything, but man, what she does, you kind of see Maddie get a little more aggressive than we've ever seen her be at uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, and I really dug that in this in this match, and I, you started to feel like, oh yeah, this girl was chained by Jazz, and now we're seeing it. Uh, so Jenna tries to bounce back, but it's just, I don't know, Maddie's too much for her. Maddie hits that scissor kick. Uh, I think she calls it the reality check, and she gets mm -hmm. the one three, and Maddie takes the... Uh, the first win of the tournament. How'd you guys feel about this? It was a great starter match, man. It got me in. I mean, expected nothing less. I love seeing Maddie right out of the gate because I'm like you, Gary. She's top of the list for me. So um, just starting off with a bang and and kept going from there. It was, it was a great first match. Jenna Lynn, man, let me tell you, I, I'm going to follow this career with a great deal of interest. She is scrappy. She's very she she she's a short girl, okay? She she's about I'd say what about five foot four something, maybe shorter than that. But she is like she's giving me straight up Danny Jordan vibes. She's got a little bit of spunk to her, and she is fast. She is fast and agile. Um, 
the only the only bad thing about this match was she ran up against Maddie Rinkowski, who is like the had said earlier, man, this is the future. And uh, I, I I agree with you, Gary. I like the attitude. I was expecting, you know, walking out, expecting her to, to, to go up against Rachel Rose. Rachel bringing more of the attitude typically than Maddie does. But I like seeing this side of Maddie. And I think if we see more of that played out, more emphasis on hashtag literally, this girl is a star, man. And both of them are stars. Uh, um, fantastic, fantastic match. Jenna uh, Lynn has the, you know, unassuming kind of presence when she comes in like she's a firecracker and she gets you excited but as far as you putting your money on her you know she's more the endearing underdog baby face so when she does come out with some fire you kind of get taken back like oh i'm i maybe have misunderstood what i saw and she can really pull this thing out uh maddie winkowski did show those tendencies of the other side and uh, I like it a lot. I, I Like I said, I became a huge fan of her. And that scissors kick is no joke. It, it really is a reality check because it definitely made me sign up to uh, literally be a fan. Yeah, that's a, it's well said. And uh, and I mean, and it, she, she has the – like Maddie seems – I don't know how tall she is exactly, but she's got the legs that like the scissor kick just looks like the perfect move. Like you could not have picked a better move as your finisher. So uh, I really dig that about her, but yeah, I, one thing I noticed this time around was hell have no fury was great, but it seemed like a lot of these people may have been finding their footing here and they came out on tournament out of hell. And there was some attitude at people that I didn't quite get on the last show. And, uh, it's not taking anything away from them. It just, you know, like, like I said, like Maddie walked out here and, uh, she had her normal pose and everything like that. But once that bell rang, like she was, she was devastating. Like she was aggressive. Like she, she wanted to take Jenna apart. And so you could, you could really tell that that was pretty entertaining for me. I don't want to call anybody out here, but uh, Brian Cervantes in the chat. Maddie is my <laughs> What's up, Brian? <laughs> oh, there's Brian. Uh, did I just got Brian. I didn't mean to put that on the screen. I'm sorry. Uh, don't talk. Oh, that was <laughs> Click the wrong black. <laughs> I think yeah. I should have said. Yeah, there you the go. Code, bro. You, broke, you broke the man code. Here we are talking about Mission Pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Rob, uh, next up, we got Rachel uh, Rose versus Vanity. Uh, versus Tanya. Yeah, I was about to say. This is why <laughs> I thought I'm it was going to be a triple threat. I did, too. So, Rachel gets Ryan Romano and Rob. Ryan in the chat there. What's up, Ryan? And uh, Rob Stinson. Both bow, uh, but she goes to Tanya. And Tanya stands up and gets in her face. Like I, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, "What is going on right now? Like, are we about to have a triple threat here, Rob? Rob, what are you doing, man?" <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, hey, man, I've had I've had worse Friday nights, man. <laughs> I, got, I got I got Rachel and the lovely Tanya. I got the queen and, and my queen Tanya fighting over me. <laughs> I, wish fair, I was about to say to be fair if rachel's fighting over you it's just because she wants somebody to like just spin the d you know it's, that's all she cares about just show allegiance uh rachel rachel came in though like i said i talk about those attitude shifts i mean rachel already was kind of uh you know i hate to use the term arrogant but she was super cocky in this matchup 
but also very aggressive. Uh, Vanity is my first time seeing her. I enjoyed seeing her in this match. She gets some offense, but like Rachel is just mean in this match and sneaky. She's like using the ropes on submissions, uh, even to save herself. Uh, Vanity tries to mount some combat comebacks, but Rachel does not have it. She just, uh, she, she's just devious. She goes for the belt. The ref tries to take the belt away from her, gets distracted. Rachel hits an eye rake and then a big boot takes out vanity and Rachel is moving on to the next round of this tournament. Rob, how'd you feel about your queen then? I, I, mm. first of all, I'm not hundred percent in love with tone. Okay. I'm not in love with your tone. Uh, you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about sneaky. Come on now. Look, and, and let's back up. Let's back up. Okay. And Ryan, my man, Ryan Ramos, he's seen it. My back. I've been having this slip disc issue. Okay. Mm. It just so happened. Just as she walked by, you saw it. Just as she walked by, my back had give out. I was like, ah, you know, I didn't bend no knee, man. My back gave out, okay? Point A. Point two, uh, Rachel was completely classy. She 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 conducted, conducted herself with a great deal of dignity and grace. She was very kind to everyone. And um, <laughs> she went in there and executed a great technical match. So I, I, I have to tell you, Gary, I'm not in love with your tone, man. You got to clean the tone up. <laughs> Hey, D, can you throw us uh, any information about this as a person who uh, actually was uh, aware and assertive during the, the actual show and not, not <laughs> apparently not on, you know, whatever Rob was on? I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that Rob was related to the heel Michael Cole because that was just a bunch of ass kissing right there. Gee. <laughs> My God. Uh <laughs> well, well, I was setting the whole thing up while he was talking. What was the question? No, I was just saying, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the match, man? Uh, the, mat, the, match, the match was, uh, it wasn't uh, your regular formula for those that really watch wrestling. Uh, there was more heat than anything. Uh, Vanity did not get a lot of offense, uh, but she's a fellow, um, she's a fellow Jersey native, so I was rooting for her. But like I said, Rachel, uh, Totally, totally surprised me. She came out and did these little details, little tiny details yep. that a heel does that made her. I know that she knows what a heel is. It's not just acting like you're arrogant and acting confident and acting like you're better than others. There's a lot of other things. And she showed that little thing to me because, for example, I mean, it's what I noticed. A lot of people can just walk up to people and just say, bow down, bow down, bow down. But she makes people get up. She's like, get up. Now bow down to further that whole I'm in control of this. I'm the queen type of deal. Um, her facial expressions are awesome. She uh, she definitely has – she plays a little bit of the chicken shit heel, but more of a – it's more in, in terms of I'm not ready, you wait for me type of deal. Um, but, yeah, the, the match was great. It was, it was just a lot of heat from Rachel Rose. It was a decisive and dominant victory, and she moved on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say we talked about this a little bit with the last match, but you know, and again, Echo and Gary, no, no shade on the the uh, last show, but we're starting to see that this, you know, Mission Pro is a legit promotion. There are storylines that are interconnected. We're seeing character development from show to show, and so if I feel like every 
you know, return member of this card that was a part of Hell Hath No Fury, it's like they they up their game a little bit more. And I think we're going to continue to see that every Mission Pro show. And Rachel Rose was no exception to that. I mean, she came in with this, as you guys have mentioned, this added layer of healness, a very smart layer of healness, not mm-hmm. not che- not cheap heat, not uh, you know being overtly underhanded just to piss people off, not not that stuff that we see a lot. A very smart, uh, intelligent wrestling uh, heel persona that she came in and displayed, and uh, was super impressive. Um, so again, like every every time we see these ladies from from show to show, they just get better and better. Personal favorite yeah. was the uh, was the head scissors with the push ups. I don't know if Rob remembers that. Yeah, that, that, that was that was and beautiful. Also, and um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how Tanya feels about this, but I got a picture with Rachel after the show, and my girlfriend told me she's like, "That's the only other woman you can bow to." <laughs> <laughs> no, man. She. Uh, uh, in all seriousness, I think that there are a couple. Obviously, we've seen Red Velvet wasn't there last night. We, she was supposed to be. La Rosa Negra has been to AEW. There, there are some, and you know, you got Thunder Rosa and Jazz and other personalities that are bigger than life. But if you're talking about grassroots talents who are who are destined for stardom, it's mm-hmm. got to be Rachel. I mean, she is. She is. Uh, in all seriousness, I mean, she is. She's a tall. She's one of the taller women on the on the. Um, on the roster and you don't see this unless you're there in person, uh, you know, but, and, and D can tell you that she, she's physically, she has a presence, you know, I'm not talking about her, her looks or beauty. I'm talking about physically. She's in shape. She looks like a pro wrestler. She walks in there. She's tall. So she stands above the ring ropes. Um, her attitude is just, it's like one of those things that you, you can go to school, you can go to academies and, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into Thunder Rosa and, uh, and Jazz's academy, they're opening up here pretty soon. You can go to academies and learn a lot of things, but there are certain things that are just innate. And uh, and it's that spot. And Rachel Rose has it. Whatever that it factor is, she's got it. Yep. And uh, and I, I did I bend the knee? You're damn right I bent the knee. And I will do it every time I do it. <laughs> oh, the story oh, changed. I, I, got, I got a shout out. Uh, I also have to make a point on Rachel Rose's music. Uh, her music got me interested. Oh, yeah. I was I was just like, Perfect. what the hell is that? Because that walk that she has along with the with the music, and I was just like, yo, what is this? And my girlfriend told me what it is because I'm I'm too old for all that hip stuff. But um <laughs> I, I I enjoyed the music and it definitely got me into into her as a kid. Yeah, that you, you should see me in a crown thing. Like yeah. that's uh mm-hmm. oh it's, it's it's absolutely perfect. Um Next up, we had uh, La Rosa Negra versus Heidi Howitzer. And, uh, man, I tell you what, though, if there was a shining star on this show, just one of the biggest to me was uh, La Rosa on this one. Like, she just looked – she had this attitude and these facial expressions. Uh, One of you mentioned that earlier already. Um, They're just – I don't know, man. She was just more mean than I remember seeing her. And – I've heard of her. I've heard of La Rosa for a while and uh, through various different things, but I think Hill Hath No Fury was the first time I'd seen her wrestle. And even there, uh, I think during one of the speeches, like Thunder Rosa mentioned, you know, that she yeah. felt like La Rosa had, it was just one of those people who had never gotten the credit she deserves on in, in the wrestling industry. And uh, so 
especially coming out tonight, though, you could definitely see that. And, uh, and a fan of Heidi Howitzer, she's been on the show. Uh, she's a great, great lady, and uh, she's got a cool look herself. And uh, she, you expect that power to come more in play, but you know she she tries to test the strength here, uh, but the Black Rose is not having it. Uh, just uh, just gives her a kick, starts beating her up. These these two ladies go to town on each other. They're just like beating the hell out of each other, and uh, it's just vicious. I you know this is the match I talked about earlier where hashtag Titty City came up with Heidi <laughs> yelling that chops and. Uh, but man, LaRosa ended up getting her wrapped up in whatever that submission was, just down on the ground, like bending her back. And uh it was it was over. LaRosa Negra gets the win, uh making Heidi submit. D D, how are you feeling about this match and, and seeing LaRosa in this situation and, and even Heidi? I expected I I I feel like I expected more from Heidi, and I wasn't expecting that from La Rosa Negra. And I'm not, I'm not talking about their talent. I'm just talking about I thought Heidi was going to come in British Bulldog style, like just power and and just grit. And I just thought Rosa Negra, like I saw the credit that she got from Thunder Rosa. And, and, but when she came out, I was just like, that's it. Like she is a beast. She is like a pit bull that does not stop. Um, I shouted out Heidi Howitzer as being a great storyteller because – she made me believe in that arm. That arm was like top seller. It was like, it was, she sold it so well. And um, <clears throat> that, that submission was crazy. And Rosa Negra, like we, we're going to talk about it over and over again. Those facial expressions uh, really bring her character out. And I grew up in New Jersey where there is a very large Puerto Rican community. And it, it it took me back home, and I just know how fiery those women can be. Right, she definitely had that, and uh, just that the, the air of confidence about her. Uh, Will, I'll throw to you. What what do you think about uh, seeing these ladies go at it? Oh man, this this Larosa Negra was was again a, a a big big you know advancement from what I had seen from her previously. I mean, she came in obviously looking to make an impression. Um, I was a little disappointed. I, I had high hopes for Heidi Howitzer. I think just her look and her um, her style, I thought that she was going to get a little more offense in and it was going to be a little bit more competitive. But once LaRosa Negra came out and you saw the attitude she was bringing and where she was coming from, it made sense that the match for sure went the way it did. Um, so, you know, i excited to, to see more of both of these ladies. Um, but yeah, I mean the the story of the match was definitely Larosa Negra. Just, I mean, up in up in her status, not just in Mission Pro, but in wrestling in general. Um, so I, I was really, really, really excited to see that. Um, yeah, man, uh, Larosa Negra. I mean, we everything you guys said, I, I would say and agree and affirm a hundred percent. She again, big star, big star appeal, attitude. Me and Ryan Romano both got faked out by her. Actually, I faked her out. I faked her out. Ryan got faked out. I faked her out. She tried to get. I me saw out. her. It, I was about to say. I saw <laughs> like in like her second match. She went for the high five, and you were all yeah, for I, it. I went for the high five. She came to me, and then I I did it. You know oh, is that what happened? Weird. She grabbed my camera. She she grabbed my camera. Upset that I was recording her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Rosa Negra, man. 
is the real deal. Again, I, again, I feel like we're saying the same thing in every analysis because, again, this is not something. Obviously, this is a woman who's well-trained. She's skilled. She's athletic. She looks fantastic. She's got everything that you need that 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 builds up the, the basic package of, a, of being a wrestler. But she's got something else, man. She's got something else. And it's uh, it's the attitude. It's the facial expressions like you guys have mentioned. Now, Heidi, helps her too, though? Don't sleep on her. I mean, this girl's got a unique look. She's got Road Warrior vibe. She comes out with the Mad Max gimmick and uh, uh, great paint, great look. And she's another imposing figure. I mean, she like like Will was saying, you come out and expecting you expect this girl to dominate. The only problem is La Rosa Negra has something to say about that. And uh, and so you know, it, it was a good match. I, I I have not seen this was my first time ever seeing Heidi Howitzer. In, in, in person, and I was pleased, um, and I look forward to seeing more of her. But this is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is Larissa Negra's uh, tournament to win. Yeah, I think the big thing here is, it's like uh, you know, just there's only one person can move on, you know, and so it's tough. Like Heidi, uh, I, I, you know, I can't speak for Brian and Thunder and everything that they saw with her, but uh, I can tell you just from speaking to her here on an interview, you know, she. You know, she comes from Colorado, I think, and then she, and she, yeah. and she elected to 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 travel down to Buda, Texas, to be a part of this. Like she volunteered, like she wanted to come down there because she believed in what was happening, and I think that says something about who she is, also. And she's got that powerlifting background, so nobody's wrong about thinking she should be imposing. There's definitely strength there, and. Uh, we, we just I feel like we haven't seen the last of her and uh, she could definitely still come back and dominate this thing. Uh, all right. So next up, the uh, Lacey Ryan uh, Burt Vixen match. These two took on each other. And uh, I maybe you guys can speak to this. It felt like on Title Match Network, as I was watching it, the crowd seemed on fire for this match. Like from right when Burt walked out, she was high energy and then uh, Lacey Ryan came out. She just had this, uh, you know, I think uh, maybe Dean mentioned earlier, just like this baby faced fire behind her. Uh, it's a it's a good, solid match for Vixen working that knee. Uh, but it's not enough uh, that I, I don't know. It's like some some like flip over GTS move that oh Lacey Ryan. Oh, my God, that finisher, <laughs> that finisher is just I, i'm sorry if i may because i'm already starting if i may lead the <laughs> lead the uh charge um that oh, finisher made like i jumped off off my seat and i saw that finisher while i was doing research for her before our interview in person that thing is no joke no joke my girlfriend turned to me and she's like is she okay i was like i don't i don't know nobody um, knows nobody knows but um it, it was a great match because both, I feel, are are very interactive wrestlers. When they come out, they they want to get you and your energy invested into the match. Vert Vixen is on the list, on my list, of the future of pro wrestling. That woman is smart. She knows smart wrestling. It's not just doing moves. There's a story to tell. And that's, that's exactly what they did. That leg uh, will be the story of the night as we continue on into our analysis. But um, Vert is great. Vert is great, and there was—I don't feel like there was anybody better to lead her to a, a, an amazing match than somebody like Lacey Ryan. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think um, when, when, you're, when you're looking at the makeup of Mission Pro, you've got to have, and, and we're talking about a relatively new promotion, you got to have some talent there that's just going to instantly bring credibility. So you've got your upper echelon of veterans that bring credibility just because they're there. I'm talking about Thunder Rosa, having jazz background in, in, in the background, having, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, Lacey Ryan, having La Rosa Negra, having Red Velvet, having talent like that, that establishes the credibility front. But then you have the next echelon of talent that is your future. And this promotion must, they must build this promotion around Matt Rinkowski, Rachel Rose, and Burt Dixon. Those three are the, are the, those are the three that this future is about. You, again, you got your upper echelon that establishes credibility. Then you have to build up your, your stings, man. Your stings are going to come in. Your ultimate warriors, they're going to come in and be the future. And that is Burt Dixon, Rachel Rose, and Matt Rinkowski, hands down. And this match tells that story. Yeah, it was a, it was a great match. I, I loved, I mean, I talk about it all the time, but continuity and storytelling, even within the one night, uh, talking mm -hmm. about the leg of Lacey Ryan, that kind of stuff gets me going because, I mean, dude, not to be the cynical ex-WWE fan, but you just don't see that a lot. You see guys selling an injury during a match and then they come back later in the night and it's like nothing ever happened. So I love that we had a storyline like that developing. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was a fantastic match. I think, uh, you know, to your point, Gary, I, I thought the crowd was really, really into it as well. And I think it was 99% because of those, those two ladies in the ring, they were, they were getting the crowd bought in. Uh, it wasn't just that the crowd had like, you know, hit, hit uh, a few drinks in and were loosened up. I mean, those two ladies came in and and put on a great match. And as we would see later, you know, storylines that were started would would be paid off and and would be a factor. So um, this was I felt like this was not a turning point in the night, but it was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. And that would uh, wrap up round one of the tournament and uh, we'd go on to the semifinals. But uh, before we did that, we had a quick intermission. And then when we come back, it is Thunder Rosa taking on. Ray Lynn. And uh, I was surprised this match was already, I, I don't know, I guess I had set myself up that that would probably be the main event or something. And maybe if the NWA title had still been in play, uh, if the Burke was on the line, then that would be possible. But they decided to go ahead and uh, kick this thing back in and, and really emphasize the tournament and, you know, which is a bold move and a cool move on their part to do. But, uh, so you've got uh, arguably the biggest star on the show right now coming in right after intermission, taking on Ray Lynn. And, and guys, I I just stopped taking notes during this match because I was just like, I was drawn in and I lost track of everything I was doing because these two women just beat the hell out of each other. And it was just an amazing technical wrestling match. And I, I don't think... I, I don't know that Thunder Rosa even knows how to have a bad match anymore. Like, I don't know what she does. Like it's, and, and, and it, you consistently with whoever she's in there with, and I know the other people are talented as well. So I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying, when you see this woman go out night after night, having these amazing matches, there's, you know, science would tell you that, that this is Thunder Rosa is just this damn good. Thunder Rosa is just the best women's wrestler in the business right now. Maybe the best wrestler 
Who knows? All I'm saying is Thunder Rosa is amazing. This match was amazing. Ray Lynn tried her best, but just couldn't dominate. We argued about it last week. Thunder Rosa needed a win to bounce back from that NWA Women's Championship loss. She got it here. She took down Ray Lynn, and she looks fired up and ready to go coming out of this. Uh, Will, I'll throw to you first this time. How would you feel about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, it, it was everything we've come to expect and love about any Thunder Rosa match that we get to watch. I thought Ray Lynn was a worthy opponent. Um, she brought it. They they kind of took each other to their limits. Um, very physical, uh, very grueling. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, as we mentioned, it was kind of a must win for, for Thunder. And, and she pulled it out. I think, I think they got a good bit of time. Honestly, I, I, I could have seen like four or five more minutes of the match. That's how good it was. I mean, that for me, that's how you can tell I like a match is if it's like by the time it ends, I'm like, Oh, I could have gone three or four more minutes probably. Um, so that's kind of how that match was for me. Um, it, it was just a, a stellar match. And um, yeah, I mean, Thunder Rosa, I'm sure we'll talk about, her uh, later a little bit, but you know she has bounced back from from losing that title, and she is is back on the destruction tour. Uh, D, I guess I'll throw it to you there. Uh, how how'd that feel to watch this match in in, in person and and be a part of the atmosphere there? Uh, yeah, I I am a huge fan of Thunder Rosa, uh, the wrestler and the woman. Uh, she is the hardest, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put woman in the sentence. She is the hardest working person in professional wrestling right now, uh, with the exception of say Vince McMahon or something or Triple H. But when you when you talk about the uh, the independent scene, AEW, NWA, for her to have all those moving parts of Mission Pro Wrestling, all the paperwork, all the decision making, still go out there and have a banger is a testament to her work ethic. She understands that she, she still needs to clock in. She still needs to clock in and go to work. It was an awesome match. For me, it was uh, the attraction match because obviously she's the biggest star on the show. Um, I respectfully disagree if the NWA title was still there. I feel like maybe they still would have stuck that in the middle because I would have wanted the importance of the Mission Pro Wrestling Championship to be the main event um, so that they can establish that this is what we're here for. We're here for the Mission Pro Wrestling Championship. NWA Championship is here, and everything's cool, but, you know, I, I would have still liked it to be a main event. Um, the match itself, it was awesome. They, they really did beat the hell out of each other. They went outside the ring for a little bit, uh, you know, baseball slide type of dive out. Um, it was awesome, and just to see Thunder Rosa uh, wrestle in person was, uh, was definitely an honor for me to see. Man, uh, uh, this match went 17 minutes. It went 17 minutes, and it was a it was a clinic. It was a classic. Uh, I went up, and uh, Brian Rosa was standing just a few feet away, and I went up, and I said, man, I got to tell you, this is a great match. This is a great match. Um, we, it, it, I'm a baseball fan. Obviously, D is a baseball fan, too. He's got that, he's got that nappy-looking uh, Yankees hat on, which I respect. <laughs> this is fresh, baby. This is one of my 38 Yankee hats. <laughs> I love it, man. I respect the Yankees, man. I have to. I mean, why, who, what's not to respect? But when, I, when I take – I want my daughters to have a sense of history when we go to ballparks, and I want them to know. And I'm so – one of the things I'm proudest of is, like, 
my uh, my daughter Piper is is a she's become a Dodgers fan because of Jackie Robinson. You know, she loves the story. Okay. She loves uh, she uh, she. We went and took her to Ebbets Field. I posted a picture with me and Petra earlier today uh, of our trip uh, a few months ago, and she's just like mesmerized by it. And and it's like when someone like a Chipper Jones or a uh, a Bryce Harper, when you see them in person, you realize, hey, I'm seeing something different. This is a man among. This is a man among boys. This is a an iconic figure, a historical figure who holds something of importance in history. And that's the sense you get when Thunder Rosa comes out, okay? I know I'm filibustering here, but you have to understand, like, to see Thunder Rosa, and we've all seen Thunder Rosa in person. Will, you've not, I, I, I forget, Will has not seen her in person. You will, you will. Nope. Gary has seen her in person. Dee has seen her in person. There's something about Thunder Rosa that when you see her, you're like, even if you didn't know who she was, you would know she was important. Like this woman right here, I'm going to tell you, she, she, I, John Boxley deserves every bit of credit he gets. Chris Jericho deserves every bit of credit he gets. All these people deserve credit. But I'm going to tell you the biggest name in the world right now, the biggest name in the world, male or female, is Thunder Rosa. She is the best wrestler in the world, bar none. And you know how big a Nick Aldis fan I am. So <laughs> take, take take that as you will. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you. And then Ray Lynn, this girl, this match was amazing. 17 minutes of nonstop in the ring, out of the ring action from two scientifically trained professional women who have expertise both in wrestling and in other combat arts. And they showed us something that was special. And I, I that was a match. And I love that match. And it was the best match of the night. You know when he hits that higher that higher frequency, like that. By now, you probably figured out that uh, Rob just is. Uh, you know, it wasn't special for Rachel Rose. He just naturally kisses all ass. Like that's just. <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of like. Uh, he, you know, right right now, as excited as he was getting, he sounded like Stephen A. Smith when he starts developing <laughs> all that momentum <laughs> and it just starts going higher and higher. Like this 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 team. This team, they one of the best teams out there. Just gets, <laughs> <laughs> like a period every two set, every two words. That's so true. And then, and then I don't know if you noticed, but Stephen A. Smith keeps talking and tries to get every word in before he loses his breath. He's like, <laughs> Le- LeBron James is one of the best out there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's got but, you pegged you know, right. But you know I'm right. You know I'm right. <laughs> no, nobody here is going to disagree about that. We all no. know Thunder uh, front row in the chat saying Thunder's hustle is unrivaled. That's exactly right. Like, Thunder, we know what she's doing. She's busted her ass every single day to make herself the best of the business. And as far as we're concerned on this show, uh, she, she's done it. So that's she, uh, she, uh, to tell you the truth. She's inspired me the past couple months and with my own projects and my own reach and, uh, you know, speaking to a, you know, a few people, including the, uh, the person who I interviewed, who's uh, the next episode of my podcast. Well, I'll, I'll announce later. It's just that, you, I sat there and I realized nobody's stopping you but you. And it sounds cliche, but you got, you have all the knowledge in the world. You can learn whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. There's nothing stopping you at all. And so I took that and I decided 
you know what? I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this. So um, I have a lot of awesome projects coming up and, and I, I want to give Thunder Rosa some of the credit because just watching her and her work ethic, that woman doesn't stop. And I was like, well, shit, if she's not going to stop, neither am I. Because when you go into the gym and you see everybody hustling and, and lifting those weights up, it, it gets you motivated too. That's it, yeah, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this train too. Uh, Friday, uh, J. Cal from over at the Alliance blog and I were doing the, the hot tag live on Instagram. And our, our topic was – people who have gotten themselves over during this pandemic quarantine, you know, this kind of pause we've been on, obviously the top of that list was Thunder Rosa. And the thing that we were talking about is that everybody has had the same opportunities. It was not about whether or not you were under contract, what promotion you're in. Thunder Rosa is signed to a promotion that was on hiatus for months. What did she do? She went out, she hustled, she got herself over social media, YouTube, booked any matches that she could and made uh, made herself bigger somehow while while the NWA wasn't running you, you know like like wrap your mind around that that's that is true hustle that is true I'm going to go out there and grind and make a name for myself and she did it and she's I mean she she's she's we're talking about her today because she was doing that I mean she could have been like everyone else and just kind of taking a break and coasted through it, but she didn't. She she put her foot on the gas pedal and ramped up her career over the past year. And, and it's been really awesome to watch and be a part of. Absolutely. Um, so we go from a matchup that is two technical, two technically superior wrestlers sh- putting on a clinic right there in the middle of Pinball's Kingdom to going to two wrestlers that it appeared might destroy the building you guys were all sitting in <laughs> um, when the uh, WOAD versus genocide happened. Uh, I didn't think that building was going to handle this. Uh, WOAD, WOAD, WOD, I, 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 it's the weapon of vast destruction. And uh, <laughs> she is something else. I was very impressed with her. And genocide, I was already impressed with from last time, last month. She's a specimen. Like there's something special about her too. And uh, after Hell Hath No Fury, I wasn't sure if we'd ever see anybody be able to take it to genocide. But damn, I mean, uh, WOAD sure did it. And uh, these two women like took it outside. They took it all over the place. But it was a strictly a powerhouse matchup, and somehow ended with genocide lifting WOAD up for a tombstone pile driver in the center of the ring and gets the one, two, three, the winner, genocide. Uh, D, is is genocide and, and WAD, are they as impressive in person as it felt like uh, watching them on TV? Those two women are a spectacle. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Those women, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, if she calls herself that, then I'm going to say it. The weapon of ass destruction, Wode, came in, and uh, stood toe-to-toe with Genocide. Genocide is a physical specimen. This was like that moment when, when Keith Lee's music hit and Brock Lesnar was waiting for him at the Rumble. Did like, Or when Drew McIntyre and Undertaker faced off against each other. Uh, Strowman and Keith Lee. like it, When they faced off, I'm like, this is going to be sick. And um, I believe this was like the first match that were a lot of O's from the crowd. 
because there were just such hard hits. The one spot with Jenna sitting on the apron or leaning against the apron and Wode like totally Yokozuna'd her, like hit the bottom. Oh, yeah, I was gonna break right that on up, her man. chest. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And, um, you know, both women put their work. It was just, it was the battle of the monsters. And I mean that in the most respectful way. Uh, Jenna getting woed up for the tombstone was just, it got me off my, it got me off my chair. And I was just like, that's one of those that you're just looking around like, holy shit, that, that was, that was just great. Yeah. Rob, how are you feeling there? They're watching this. Look, guys, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob man, is ready to go. Genocide and woke. <laughs> very again like this is a very entertaining match and obviously um I, I don't think they were going for for a technically superior match that's not their thing uh these are our physical women who who uh space is an important thing power is an important thing and um there was one moment i can't remember at what point it was but it was towards the end of the match where where jenna exercises this move on what on the apron and I, I could feel like my teeth rattle. You know, it was like that. It was, it was a DDT. DDT on yes, apron. Yeah, it was a DDT on the apron. And it like rattled my, literally rattled the fillings in my teeth. You know what I mean? It was like, it was pretty impressive. It was a, it was, it was a very, if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at a match like Thunder Rosa and uh, Ray Lynn for, for, for technical information to, to get a, a classic old school prize fight. That's not what you're looking for in this match. This match is the Road Warriors and the Russians. You know what I mean? This is yep. brute force. And uh, and it was very entertaining. And both of these women engaged the crowd. They were very vocal. Uh, we didn't see Genocide be very vocal in the last show. So seeing her, like, talk and yell a lot was pretty cool. Uh, it was a different side of her. But uh, um, I, I loved it. It was very entertaining, man. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say, uh, you know, again – as we've said this whole show, I mean, we've seen a new level of genocide. I mean, she made a really big impression at Hell Hath No Fury. She reinforced and extended that impression at this tournament out of hell. Um, the thing I love about this match was that, and, and we talk a lot about, you know, that we don't really call this a women's wrestling show. It's a wrestling show. It's true. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't think of it in terms of men and women. But here's one of the one of the reasons is because and this is this is this is where other promotions get it wrong when they frame a women's division. They, they pigeonhole women as a certain type. And they all have kind of a similar look and this and that. This match was the perfect example of why this was a great, well-rounded overall wrestling show. Because everyone didn't look the same. You had all kinds of matches. You had all kinds of feuds. You had all kinds of gimmicks and personalities. And this was, uh, D, you summed it up perfectly. I mean, this was the two powerhouses coming face to face, which is something that, gives you chills if you're a wrestling fan, because that's something that's present on almost every card at some point, And it was no exception at this show. So it was awesome. I mean, I, I love a tombstone. I love a pile driver. Uh, that as a finish is to me devastating. And so I was the same way. I think this was the first time as I was sitting watching it at home that I like vocalized. That um, I was just like, Oh, you know, when I saw that tombstone and I was like, it's done. You know, and and, you know, not not to sound, uh, you know, whatever, but like 
I've watched enough wrestling in my lifetime. It really is, takes something special for me to, as I'm watching on TV, to like vocalize because I've seen, you know, I, I like to feel like I've seen it all. Um, but that moment, I literally was like, ooh, you know, and that to me, that's that's a testament to to those ladies and the booking and just what this match was on the card. Absolutely. I, I want to throw into I, normally uh, we we kick it over to the uh, chat more later on in the show. And, uh, and, and D, you're being so gracious with your time. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, we're trying to move it along. I know you've got a, a whole family thing going on over there, too. You got to worry ah, about. No so. worries. She's 11. <laughs> she can take care of herself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, she just took the car and went out and got some food. Yeah, she's, she's good. <laughs> Brian uh, Rosa, right? aka Brian Cervantes, uh, in the chat. He's asking. He's uh, standing there off camera, just like. What are you doing? Get in here! <laughs> trying to walk out the house, taking me yeah, to literally. Like, I'm in character that. right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brian's asking in the chat, uh, do we think that genocide should have been in the tournament? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this during the show, actually. And, and so, like, there's there's some love for it in the chat. People saying yes and that sort of thing. Uh, just, to, just to jump in first with mine, I actually was glad she wasn't in the tournament. Uh, just because, save it. Save it, man, because genocide is dominant. You don't want to see her, like, I mean, you got some harsh decisions you got to make if she ends up in that tournament. So for me, yeah. it's better that she still stays a spectacle, a special attraction. Like it is for a very And we're getting a little into wrestling philosophy, which is something I love to talk about. For me, I don't think that the big powerhouses necessarily need titles. And for that reason, I don't think that, that she would need to be in a title tournament because they – it's a testament to these powerhouses as characters and as athletes. They don't need a title because the match that they were able to put on her and Wode was, was not bigger than a title, but it was a spectacle in and of itself. It didn't need a title, uh, any title implications attached to it. That's my opinion. That's my wrestling philosophy. I feel that way about across the board when it comes to big guys. That's why I've always hated when Brock Lesnar always had the title. I don't think he needed the title. He could have shown up part-time all those years and, and, you know, been a spectacle without the WWE title. So that's kind of my outlook on it. So I'm with you, Gary. I was, I was a little bit glad that she wasn't in the tournament, to be honest. Yeah. D how'd you feel about that? About uh, her inclusion uh, in the tournament, whether or not yeah, she would be a good yeah, Brian, Brian Cervantes was asking if we thought, yeah, genocide should be in the tournament. You see, I think um, – I feel like it's better that she's not in the tournament. That way you have a lot of contenders for the title. Because if she were to be in the tournament, she has a – excuse me, I'm sorry. She has a uh, character that does not – cannot afford a win right now because that character needs to be established as a powerhouse, as a dominant force – so if she were in the uh, tournament, she would have had to have won the whole thing. And now you're just now you're just building one person for that challenge. So I I, I feel like now that she's out of the tournament, excuse me. Well, I, I'm I'm just happy that she's out of the tournament because now whoever wins between the two ladies in the finals, you have a lot of uh, viable competitors, viable contenders 
uh, for said title. Um, I just feel I, I feel the same way you do. Let her be an attraction um, because it's like a Lesnar thing. It's just going to be you're just going to dominate, and which is all well and good as far as the character goes. But if you insert a title into the story, it's just difficult to build a uh, a contender for it. Rob, I yeah. almost look at it the same way as like uh, like right now, Thunder Rosa doesn't need to be a part of that title tournament. You know, you know, Thunder Rosa is a badass. Thunder Rosa is going to be doing her thing. People are uh, immediately for me, genocide and Thunder Rosa are two separate characters that can be thrown into two different matches. And then you have your title match and everything. So you've got like special attractions in those two women, but wh where do you stand on something like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think Thunder Rosa. It would be more appropriate for Thunder Rosa to be in a tournament than than genocide. Um, for all the things that you guys are saying, I mean, you you wrestling brings so many things to the table. I mean, wrestling brings first and foremost prize fighting. The 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 the, the contest under gentlemen's rules, and I use that term loosely, gentlemen's rules. Uh, uh, you know, under technical guidelines with technical athletes for a championship. And then there's other things that bring too. It also brings key. It brings drama. It brings the Greek mythology. It brings the spectacle. It brings the monster. And again, like, like D was saying earlier, I don't use that term monster in any insulting way. Genocide is a beautiful woman. She's a gorgeous, you know, just a, a well put together woman, but she is a beast. She is a monster. And this is a woman who really having a title would stifle her. I mean, this is a woman who does not need to be restrained by gentlemen's rules. And, and that's exactly what it was. Now, I would love to see Thunder Rosa with a title or La Rosa Negra with a title take on genocide. But I, I think that having having a belt implies that you're you're beholden to certain parameters. A belt necessarily restrains you. And genocide is not the kind of person that needs to be restrained. She's that's not her that's not her selling point. She is fury she's fire she's devastation she is you know she's not going to be boxed in belt. uh if, if i may add i just feel that you know with this company still being in its infancy um it's such a great company with such an amazing roster that everybody's already playing fantasy booker so the 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 disadvantage of doing that is that you're already setting up your dream matches and you're already setting up your dream title reigns. You're already setting up your dream storylines. It's a marathon and not a sprint. And I would be much more invested if they make me wait for it. Because just like talking about Rachel Rose and Maddie Winkowski, that match was very difficult for me to pick a winner. But the fact that they separated them, and then I told myself in the beginning of the night, I'm like, okay, they're going to end up in the finals, and that'll sell the December paper or the, the December event. They're not in the. They're you know they they still haven't touched in the ring as far as Mission Pro Wrestling goes. So it's making me want it more. It's making me tune into it more. It's going to make me you know attend the shows a lot more because of that slow burn. Because everybody knows you know out loud that that's the match. And when you talk about genocide, getting the title, let that be down the road. Let us take care of these stories. Let us watch these stories. Let us. Let us see the build toward that. I feel like when we play Fantasy Booker too quickly, you kind of, you know, you shoot all your fireworks off before, you know, it's even 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think I'm with you, D. Like, 
you 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 made a great point about the marathon and and throwing genocide in that tournament to me would be like right now she's got momentum like she's just building and building she's you know we keep using the term monster and that sort of thing like she's she's the undertaker of mission pro wrestling right now like she's really establishing herself that way and so it's like she doesn't need the title she doesn't need the tournament you don't need to have to make that decision on what happens to her in the tournament like she she will get her shot one day and you know that when she does it's going to be a big epic deal when it happens and that's that's the way it should be so i I think we're all on the same page there uh to, to move this thing along uh, the uh, next thing that happened, uh, well, I guess we should mention r- r- right after this, Thunder Rosa does come out to the ring, and uh, she uh, invites Jazz down to the ring, and you guys gave a lot of love to Jazz, which which you know brought a tear to my cold, dead heart, because Jazz deserves all of the love and affection she could get from the wrestling industry that I don't think ever has given her her just due. Um, the uh, there's an announcement though that uh, Jazz and Thunder Rosa are partnering up, and uh, Rodney Mack's going to be there, and they are opening a school, uh, the Dog Pound Dojo, and they're going to be training the next generation of female wrestlers. They said they will welcome some dudes in there, but uh, they're going to put the women first. They want to really train women's wrestlers. Uh, this, I mean, if I was a lady thinking about being a professional wrestler right now, this would be like immediately like this just no question that's that's where you go that's right that's that's the school it feels like yeah uh, there are there there are very respected schools out there you think of the new japan la dojo you think of tried and true and see i always i always look at like there being three major centers of wrestling instruction um California, you know, uh, Orange County and L.A. and uh, Tennessee and uh, Texas being the other center. And immediately you're looking at Thunder Rosa, who might be the greatest active wrestler and Jazz, who might be the greatest wrestler of all time, you know, in, in opening this school, which is now going to be the Harvard, the Yale of, of, of women's wrestling instruction. And I think this is a great development. I hope that our, our podcast will end up sponsoring that school and, um, you know, helping to support good, good uh, uh, instruction and training. And then, of course, we're, we're going to start our own school. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? I don't think talk about wrestling on YouTube. Straight yeah. from the, yeah, I was about to say, straight from the <laughs> best possible school for someone to go to, to the worst possible school you can go to. <laughs> Come have Rob teach you how to apply a sleeper hold. Just by hearing him talk. Just by hearing yeah. him talk. <laughs> Man, that was Y'all, good. That was better than my good. Michael Colburn, bro. <laughs> Oh man. Uh all right. Let's let's move on to the next matchup. Let's get into the rest of this tournament. La Rosa Negra takes on Maddie Rinkowski. Uh this is where La Rosa Negra uh left Rob hanging. I definitely noted that. I'm sorry, Rob left her hanging, I guess. I don't know. Uh I did note here that I was just super into it at this point. That I love the slash the sassy black rose. Like she is just like just the attitude on her and just every every move she makes it's so great 
And then I didn't know, I you know, I didn't know going into this match who her opponent was. Like, I don't think they kind of established a bracket right before this for us, uh, watching it on Title Match Network, at least. And uh, so Maddie came out, and I immediately, my next note was, oh, no, Maddie. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're so screwed right now. <laughs> like, La Rosa Negra's on fire. And uh, I, I feel for you having to compete against her. And uh, But she does put up a fight. These two had a great match up until the point that uh, Maddie is out uh, on the mat. And uh, Jasmine Allure makes a run in on the outside when the ref's back is turned and hits Maddie in the face with the belt. Uh, and uh, La Rosa takes quick advantage of that, covers Maddie, gets the one, two, three, and that's it. Our girl Maddie is out of the tournament. La Rosa Negra is moving on into the finals. Rob, I haven't thrown to you first in a while. How did this make you feel? Great match. Again, these two are going to bring it. Uh, I like the fact that Jasmine Allure uh, came in and intervened only for the fact that it's uh, Maddie saves space. You know, she didn't lose as much clean, so she had the argument. And, um, and, uh, you know, we'll see her again. And I, I think if, if you're building, if you're building a promotion, uh, you got to build it around Maddie Rinkowski and, and Rachel Rose. I did like the fact that as, as uh, I didn't notice this until I watched the, the, the show this morning. Uh, but I like how Jazz like gave, uh, gave LaRosa Negra a little slap on the booty as she walked out. I don't know if, did y'all see that? <laughs> I don't think I noticed it. Yeah, go back and watch it, man. And she's she's walking she, she's walking out. And uh, sorry, Tanya just walked in and is like over here making faces at me. But, uh, <laughs> just saying, did that really happen, or was that with like no, a thing you happen. were you and, were and making up in your brain later on? Jazz, are you is, still fantasy uh, booking? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jazz gives her a little smack, but uh, I think I, it was a great match. Again, you, these two can't have a bad match, and. Uh, I just uh, I, I think it's a good setup for uh, Jasmine Lord and Maddie Rinkowski to to lock horns here in the future. D, how'd you feel about this match being there live? Uh, it, it was a great match. It, it was more, you know, like you said, Maddie saves space, so um, you know that allows that to be open. This was the first storyline development that I saw of the night, which was uh, exciting Excellent for me. Um, yeah. It was uh, exciting for me. Jasmine Lord came out of nowhere. Um, Jasmine Allure is a very, very talented girl, and uh, a match between those two would be great. Rosa Negra, being the heel, this doesn't hurt her as far as getting that win in that way. She's very cocky. She's very, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get through this, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this win. So it totally fits her character. I didn't see um, the smack from Jazz, uh, as Rob so eloquently pointed out. I was more about the wrestling, you know, since it's a wrestling show. But um, <laughs> well, not all of us are pros here, unfortunately. <laughs> Dude, this is actually your interview, so we can get Rob out of here. So we. Can- <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was it was it was an awesome match. Uh, good finish. I like the finish. I think the finish would probably disappoint a lot of people, but it was a great finish. Um, to go back to the uh, announcement of the school, though. Uh, we are in a generation where you got a lot of wrestlers, you know, trained by uh, Lance Storm, trained by Al Snow, trained by, you know, other greats. In five or ten years, if we have women across the board trained by Jazz and Thunder Rosa, I think we're going to be doing okay. Yep. Yep. Totally agree there. Will, how'd you feel about this uh, semifinal matchup? 
I thought it was great. I um I, I love you know that we we've all mentioned it so far, but I like the finish. I think we've been a little jaded with run-in finishes because of WWE and their oversaturation of that kind of stuff. But when it furthers a storyline, as we've said many times in the past, then it's great. It's a great addition to, to the match. Um, and you guys are exactly right. I mean, it didn't hurt anyone involved. It set up a feud for us to look forward to in the future with Matty Rinkowski. And it, uh, it, it pushed La Rosa Negra one step further in the tournament in a way that, you know, gave her a little bit more heat and uh, it just put her in a position to, to win and, and to get to the finals. So I loved it. I, I thought it was unexpected to be honest. And I love things that are unexpected. Um, I wasn't expecting a run in finish or any kind of interference or anything like that at a mission pro show. So I love the element of surprise there. And I thought, I thought it was great. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so that led us to our next matchup, the uh, final match, the main event, which is pretty cool that these uh, these two ladies got to carry the main event of the show. Uh, it is Lacey Ryan taking on Rachel Rose and uh, the knee, uh, like Dee pointed out, the knee would be the story here. Uh, basically, if Lacey won't bend it, the queen's going to break it. And uh, Lacey. Very well said. Holy yeah. crap, though. Hey, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> He's been all day. Whatever. I worked on that all day. <laughs> He's got nothing else. That's all he's got. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Thank you, everybody, night, for everybody. showing up tonight. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> now, these two have a, a, a great match back and forth all over the place. It's a really, really good match. Rachel's been establishing herself as the heel, and she definitely plays that out here. Um, Towards the end of the match, though, Lacey goes for the German. Rachel fights out, delivers a super kick. Not quite enough. And uh, this is where you start to see, like, I feel like this plays into something Rob talked about, like these different echelons of talent. I felt like they were really telling a story here, too, where Lacey Ryan has a little bit more experience than Rachel Rose does, that Rachel here starts to get frustrated. She takes too long to go for the pin. And then she she goes for it. It's not enough. She starts arguing with the referee. So Lacey Ryan get, has a chance to get up. She hits Rachel with a combo, goes for the pin, can't get the three count. Uh, Rose manages to get back on the leg and uh, hooks that half crab in. And uh, Ryan gets the ropes. And then Rachel's pissed off again, arguing with the ref. And that experience, inexperience, is what's going to cost her here because Ryan sneaks up, Lacey Ryan sneaks up right behind her, does that badass flip GTS and gets the one, two, three. And Lacey Ryan is headed to the finals against La Rosa Negra. Uh, Will, how'd you feel about this matchup? It was a great match. Um, you know, uh, you you told it very well, but it was a great journey, great story. Um, you know, again, love the continuity from earlier in the night. I love that kind of stuff. So um, thought it told a great story. Obviously the big story comes after that, setting up the next, the next step in this journey, but uh, it was a great match. Yeah. Uh, Deep. Was this, was this match as epic as it felt watching it on television? God, it was. Yes, it was. And it was definitely the <clears throat> veteran versus, you know, scrappy, arrogant um, up and comer type of story. Uh, 
I feel like, you know, they had their cards set and um, Rachel Rose being in this match, particularly at this time, was, you know, she is a star. She has the aura. She has the energy when she walks in. She has the confidence. Now let's see how she handles herself carrying a main event with somebody as experienced as Lacey Ryan. And she kept up. She was, she is, that girl's a star. That girl's a star. And this is a small, let's go see how you do. Let's go see how it is. Let's see how the public reacts. And um, it was just a great main event. And um, I'm sure we're going to get into the post-match shenanigans, but the match itself was a great, great match. Uh, Lacey Ryan has a certain authority about her when she comes out again, going back to the different echelons. I think La Rosa Negra carries that same authority. Not to say that Rachel Rose doesn't. It's, it's, it's purely an experience thing, and that comes over time when you, when, you, when you get the seasoning in and you get the respect of the locker room and all that. Um, this is a great main event. I mean, this was, this was a fantastic main event. There was a lot of emotion in there. Um, I, Rachel Rose, there's a couple of things that she did like at the beginning and I, I have to remember if it was either this match or the, or the her first match. Thunder Rosa does this little scraping of the, you know, the, the little dirt kick thing that she does. Yeah. And Rachel yeah. Rose, I never saw her do that. She did, I think it was this match and she walks out and she does the same thing. And I just think that's cool, man. It's like that, that's again, that's an assertion of authority too. And, uh, it was, it was it was fantastic. Of course, uh, I love seeing these two lock up. Anytime Rachel Rose, the future of the business locks up, it's a big deal. I will say, look to me from my vantage point that uh, it was a fast count at the end, and that Lacey uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan had a had a handful of trunks when she made pin. Did but you say I could what the hell was all that? <laughs> Holy crap! Look, my contact might have been a little <laughs> a contact, but oh, nah, it, was, uh, it was a good match, man. Very, what you saw. What you saw is what we saw, but the energy in that building for this match was, and Dee will tell you, man, this crowd was into this. It was, uh, it was allowed. Uh, they're both active, and uh, you got, you just got to be at, at Pinball's Kingdom, man. This is this is a good venue uh, for this kind of match, and it, and they delivered. And then well, you have the. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the the thing that stood out to me is like when this match was over, I thought. I don't know. Lacey Ryan is such a machine. La Rosa Negra looks incredible in the ring. I felt like immediately once the three hit, I was like, this is the right matchup. This is what it should be. This is perfect. La Rosa Negra versus Lacey Ryan. This is going to be incredible. This is how you sell that next show. And so uh, what we're alluding to here, if you didn't see it, is at the end of the match, Lacey Ryan is celebrating in the ring. La Rosa Negra comes down and uh, now knowing who her competitor is going to be for the finals for the very first Mission Pro Wrestling Championship uh, and greets her in the ring. They seem to shake hands, raise arms together. Looks like they're ready to face off. And La Rosa Negra immediately starts taking Lacey Ryan out, just kicking the leg, just beating her down. Lacey Ryan, though, she's a machine. Like I said, she's fighting back. It ends up taking the entire locker room to come out there and separate these two. And they have that awesome, like, just everybody's trying their best, but somebody breaks loose and they're just like jumping through the crowd, like to get to the other one. And uh, if you weren't sure before, you're sure now you need to see La Rosa Negra take on Lacey Ryan. These two women have 
to fight, and it's going to be a grudge match, but it's also going to be for the very first person to hold the Mission Pro Wrestling Championship. Uh, and, and I could not be more excited about December 11th than run it back. Like, that show is going to be amazing, if for nothing else, this match. But there's so much more to look forward to. But, yeah, D, I mean, what were you – were you? Did you feel like by the time this thing wrapped up, I mean, was this it? This like you're feeling it for this being the main I, event. I, I uh, as soon as the as soon as that that angle happened, I signed my sponsorship packages to to come back for the next event. That <laughs> nice. was just amazing, amazing. Um, because it was it was such a buildup. There was like, if if that angle was a match. There was like three false finishes to that angle because she comes out, shakes a hand. We get the photo op of the face off and then you're like, okay, you're selling it. I get it. And then the, the whole arm raise, that was good. As soon as Lacey Ryan took one step forward, that pit bull mentality going to eat everything up. Just kicked the, she kicked her leg out of her leg is what she did. And, <laughs> um, you. You know, uh, rest in peace, Owen Hart. <laughs> but um, it, it was cool because I th see this is the other false finish. I thought that that was going to be it. She was going to do the walk off and, you know, give her the, the bad look. And then they start brawling. And as soon as I saw Lacey Ryan get the advantage on her, I was like, OK, so this is like a brawl. And then the locker room comes out. They separate them. That would be, you know, cut. Good job, everybody. But I love those brawls, just like you said that somebody gets loose and just jumps across the entire ring to get to them. And I don't know if the camera caught what Rosa Negra was saying on the way out, but she was just like, she was angry. She was the 11th, the 11th. I'm coming for my belt. And that's when she, that's when she grabbed my camera because she was angry that I was recording. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I was watching it and uh, I mean, it's more than just, Rob, I think this was a, a little bit even bigger because you're not only seeing, you're seeing, I know we're, we're only two shows deep, but for the first time you also saw it get to the point that not only is the locker room out there, as as D was talking, it, it hit me too. I mean, Robin Reed came out there. Robin Reed mm -hmm. had to like settle down the, the group and be like, y'all need to back off. And like eventually like Jazz walked out there and was standing in the middle of them. And nope, nobody's going go to jazz no, no, yeah that's when i got scared i thought jazz was gonna go in there and just like give the mom <laughs> energy like you better sit your ass down oh yes ma'am yes ma'am i'm sorry you see like the ideological division of the locker room you see uh, uh manny rukowski and i think it was ray lynn walking uh walking uh larosa negra back thunder rosa came out and was like get back in the locker room i mean it looked, it like it looked like a fight man it looked like a fight that's good. Will, how'd you feel catching that ending? It was perfect, man. The perfect way to, again, tie a bow on, you know, the whole uh, story, selling the leg injury, selling all that. Of course, La Rosa Negra and this new, as you call it, Gary, this sassy version of her uh, coming out and, and having an eye for opportunity and saying, oh, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to be friendly, and then I'm going to take that knee out. Um, and give myself an advantage because it's only a little over a month away. It's not a long time, guys. We're we're like we we now have to start gearing up uh, for for this title fight. And so, 
you know, she's going out there trying to get that advantage and get that mental upper hand. And um, I, it was just such a great story. I love seeing the locker room clear. Um, you know, it was almost like a curtain call for all those ladies that we had had, had appreciated all through the night, get to see them run back out one more time. So that was kind of poetic in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was a perfect setup, perfect way to get me and obviously all of us, but everyone else to buy in to to uh, run it back and make sure that we've we've secured our Title Match Network subscription or our tickets um, to be there. So it, it's it's going to be killer. I can't wait. Absolutely, that's a uh, run it back is December the 11th. If you haven't already, if for some reason you're hearing this and you haven't signed up for the Title Match Network or you're not already following Mission Pro Wrestling over at mission pro rest w-r-e-s uh you need to go follow those folks on twitter um everywhere because this this is the future of women's professional wrestling maybe professional wrestling in general uh d i know you've gotta you've gotta do your own thing thank you so much for doing this with us man it's good to actually get to sit down and talk to you for a little bit oh no th- thanks a lot for having me man i, I who, who doesn't like to talk about wrestling uh, exactly. i appreciate you guys uh having me and um, I, whenever you guys want, I'll, I'll jump back in. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, I think this is the, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And uh, we, we can definitely make that happen. You guys follow D on his, uh, DNC Digital on YouTube, on Instagram, all of the stuff, right? Let me say yeah, something uh, before. DNC Digital on Instagram. What, what was that? I said I want to say something before you go, man. I want to say, like, this is a man who obviously has a fantastic beard. But you got to see this mustache in person, man. This mustache. Oh, I got to. I got to. This mustache is yeah, glorious. Bro. Look at that. There. You can see it. That is my man right there, boy. <laughs> I appreciate oh. that. Um, now you, can, you guys can follow me at DNC Digital on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to DNC Digital on YouTube. Hit the bell notification. Hit me with likes and comments. And I like to interact with people, so go ahead and leave a comment. I have a bunch of um, interviews that are all separated into playlists, so you can follow them accordingly. DNC TV are all my on-camera interviews. DNC Radio is my podcast audio-only interview. And the Mission Pro Wrestling, obviously, is all the ladies from Mission Pro Wrestling. Perfect. Well, D, uh, I know you got to take care of family stuff. So thank you again for doing this, brother. You uh, you have a good rest of your night, and uh, I'm sure everybody will will see D again soon. I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. You too, yeah, brother. Thank care. you. Yeah.